Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the show. Rachel's here. Greetings. And Vassos is here. Knock-a-doodle-doo. Uh, many people will be running the London Marathon, as many people run merry, mar- merry, many marathons, you know, over the course of the year, and half marathons and fun runs and cash to 5Ks and 10Ks and all that good stuff. But we have the man who actually runs the marathon. So he runs the whole thing so we can run it. His name's Hugh Brasher. He'll be here later. He is. Um, he's... He comes from Athletics Royalty. His dad helped Sir Roger Bannister break the four-minute mile and found the London Marathon. Hugh has been at every London Marathon since, and he is the boss. Also on the show today, Dexter Fletcher's going to be here talking about Ghosted, his brand-new film. He is one of our finest actors and directors who's given us everything from Lock Stock to Rocket Man. His latest film is, is Ghosted. It's on Apple TV Plus today, and it's funny and exciting and romantic, which is sort of perfect. It ticks all the boxes. But for me, he will forever be Spike from Press Gang. All right, that's good. And for other people, he'll be whoever he played in Lockstock. And last night at the Ghosted premiere in Leicester Square, the cast, uh, most of the cast of Lockstock got back together to go and support him uh, at his film, including... Jason Statham, who lives in LA now and is one of the biggest stars in the world, isn't he, on the planet. All right, running. Vassos has signed up for a 200-miler with Bretamanger. What the heck is going on? Right, who asked who out on this date? Um, I think you asked me out, yeah. but I was I was already on the date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Get I, crashed I, it. Yeah, I texted you first, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Right, so longest run so far? 110 what, miles. W- what was that? Uh, the UTMB. What does that mean? Uh, the Trail de Mont Blanc. So you run from France, Switzerland, back in, in Italy, then back into France again. This is the one that gave me passport concerns. Yeah, <laughs> this is making Sunday's London Marathon seem like a park run. Thanks for that, everyone. <laughs> um, of course, your UTMB included elevation. Yes, yeah. Lots of elevation. Lots what, of what's, hiking. what does that mean, lots um, of elevation? So, uh, hiking up hills. How many um, feet? Or, it was, I think it's like 14,000 metres, I think. Wow, that's 27,000 feet. That's the height yeah. of Everest. It's up and down yeah, and yeah, around. Yeah, up and, yeah, yeah. So that's throughout the whole course, so 110, out the whole course. Through the night? Yep, two nights. Um, started on a Friday, early evening, and then I finished on the Sunday mid-morning. Did you also go the wrong way for basically half a marathon? No, I, I thought I was somewhere else. I think I had a bit of, I think I was... Delusional. Hallucinating, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Which is fair I th- enough. I thought I was somewhere, but I wasn't. And, I was and now you're going to do a longer yeah, one. Yeah, but hey, that was only 110 miles. <laughs> Add another 90. Your longest run so far, Vassus Alexander. 153 or 4. With a mountain in between. Yeah. Up well, and over a 4,000 mountain. So which mountain. one was that? So that's from Athens in the... Greece, uh, to Sparta, also in Greece. I'm not sure you two should be doing this. <laughs> By the way, did he just say that's... In the Greece. In, in the, Greece. the Greece. In the Greece. I was, I was he claims say, to be Greek and he calls the He's country nervous. the Greece. I, I don't believe you. I just feel that we need a definite article. Ask for a passport. You know how people say the Ukraine and it's just Ukraine? Yes. I feel like 
it should be the Ukraine and the Greece. It's getting worse. The hole's getting deeper. <laughs> so it's a 200-miler. It happens just before Christmas when mm. it's mostly dark and cold. That's a good idea. Where yes. And it's it, uh, so, an inaugural run. This has never happened before. So James Elson, who runs Centurion, I've run... You've volunteered at, and I've run several of their races. They're lovely. You give out bananas at Marlow Bridge on the Thames Path 100. I've run the South. That was my first 100 mile of the South Downs Way 100, which is coming up in uh, early June. Hello, everyone. We have a new race to bring you. It's longer and darker than we've ever gone before. We hope it offers a select group of you who want to tackle this inaugural event a true winter adventure. And it's called the Winter Downs 200, just before Christmas this year. Um, and it's two. Hundred miles. Nice. I mean, the state, Good. the state of us, Brett. When we've run a hundred, and that's halfway. Keep yourself. He's got his game face on. I thought we were running this together yeah, sorry. You know, against each other. That's not going to happen. You can't <laughs> smash this one in your minion outfit, hoping to get in the papers the next day. I mean, he would though if he did run it in the minion outfit. <laughs> It's not that they don't allow fancy dress, but I do think fancy dress might be frowned on a bit. Well, do you know what? It's just disrespectful, I think, to... Uh, the London Marathon, it's a joy. You know, you, you, you run in fancy dress and you bring joy to people. I think if you're trying to do this in fancy dress... Well, I will say you just couldn't. You literally... Ju you couldn't. Well, we yeah. don't know that, do we? Mm. Until somebody gives it a go. Bread? The Ultra Minion. <laughs> I think it's got a ring to yeah. it. You had the UTMB. You could, he could have the UM, I don't know, UK, I suppose. Yeah. The Ultra Minion UK. It could be a thing. Mm. Um, good. This is good, isn't it? It's very exciting. Very I'm, exciting. I'm concerned. So it's going to be two nights. I, I would imagine two. So how long? Maybe three. So, maybe so three, yeah. But you, can't, three. you won't stop for a nap. Well, you might have to, but it, the, gonna, the, the clock thinking. is always running. They do. They do in ultras. Yeah. People do micro-sleep. Yeah. Sometimes they yeah, sleep they have, yeah. whilst running. People have slept whilst running and they carry on running and they could have been running for literally a couple of miles whilst asleep. It's true, isn't it, Vass? Yeah, I think it, it might well have happened to me. It's, it's sort of difficult to remember. I don't remember much of the last 30 miles of the 150-mile race, but I think I might have been... Because you find yourself in the middle of the road and you go, oh, this is actually dangerous. I don't know how I got there. Don't fall asleep again. Anyway, back to just marathon running, if that's all right. This is just oh. marathon running. Is that okay with you two? We yeah. just, just took about 26.2 miles. There all these people who've trained for it, it's the biggest thing they've ever done in their lives. They're going to do it on Sunday. There's no greater race, honestly, in the world yeah. than the TCS London Marathon. All right, here we go. Things Paula Radcliffe told me the Friday before my first ever marathon. This is from my book, 119 Days to Go, How to Train for and Smash Your First Marathon. All proceeds from this book, and it has a very long tail. It seems like it's going to sell forever, this book. Go to Martin Yelling's brilliant running charity, Stormbreak. It's a running mental health charity, and it, the things it does and the tens of thousands of people it helps is incredible, and it's wonderful. So he's very welcome to all the profits. This is what Paula Radcliffe told me two days before I ran my first marathon, and it's two days before many people's first marathon today, so I'll share these with you. Here we go. Don't overeat in the next 48 hours. Carb loading is often blown up out of all proportions, and you don't want to be. 
Paula told me this as we both tucked into a starter portion of mushroom risotto in the sunshine outside the Tower Hotel at Tower Bridge on the Friday lunchtime before before my first marathon. Try to stay off your feet as much as possible between now and the start of the race. If you can, lie down. If you can't, lie down, sit down. If you can't, sit down, perch. If you can't, perch, lean. If you can't lean, then stand, but only for as little time as is absolutely necessary. Once the race has started and you've settled down after, say, a mile or so, ask yourself, could I run faster if I wanted to? If the answer is no, then you already are running too fast, in which case you need to slow down a bit, relax, recalibrate. The number one mistake of first-time marathon runners is setting off too quickly without realising it because you're too blooming excited and are having the mother of all adrenaline rushes. Be ready for three mid-race dips. She also told me this. In fact, even better, expect three dips in the race. Three periods where you have to tough it out. If they don't come, brilliant. But if they do, don't waste energy or focus by being surprised by them. Stay calm. Stick to your plan. They will pass. You will finish because you have done the work. Try to get a good night's sleep. Box breathe, sleep breathe, slow down the heart rate. Think only good thoughts. All right, see you at the start line. So Radio Gold, it's a bit like the SpaceX countdown from yesterday. <laughs> Radio Gold, 10 minutes and counting, minus 10 and counting. This it's is the, the thing that only you know about currently no. and, and one other person. One other person. And what? is the other person the person that's coming on the radio? Yes. But we're going to have to create a facade for that to happen. And so when I start, well, if I start acting even stranger than usual, mm-hmm. then just go with it. Okay. Okay. Because I'm going to make stuff up in the next 10 minutes and you're going to think, oh, this is the case. Uh, just go with it and then okay. Radio Gold will unfold. Well, we hope so. I mean, it might not. It, it could go pear-shaped. Sometimes things do. Mm-hmm. It happens. You know? It happens, doesn't it? With the best it? intentions. With the best intentions. <laughs> the unintended consequence of good intentions. <laughs> well, you, what's that for? What's that? <laughs> oh, it was, I'm still trying to shake it off. Are you? Yeah, on your behalf. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, shaking it back on, after 23 years, everything but the girl returned with a five-star comeback. They are loving I loved everything but the girl. Anyway, and now they're back, and they're as good, if not better, than they were before. Did anybody have this on their radar, this TV show, Scared of the Dark on Channel 4? No. no. So it's a show that's been on for the last week or two. Um, it's celebrities in the dark, but it's pitch black. You can't see your hand in front of you. And it's it's those guys doing things together. And it's a sort of Big Brother-esque, I'm a celebrity-esque, people getting voted out. And uh, Gaza was in there. Now, Gaza, I know Gaza. And Gaza, Gaza is scared of many things. And one of the, the things he's most scared of is the dark. And it's typical Gaza. Oh, I'll do that show then. Anyway, <laughs> he's won it. Oh, I'm so pleased for him. Um, and, uh, Is he still scared of the dark? I don't know, but he's um, he's won this. And I'm so pleased for him. And it seemed that everybody who was in there, Nicola Adams was in there, Donna Preston was in there, Scarlett Moffat was in there with him. Also, Chris Eubank was in there. Apparently it was a great show. But we didn't. I didn't really hear about it that much. Um, one of my friends has been watching it and said it's the best thing and she can't understand why we haven't been talking about it more and it's not been in the papers more. But very Channel 4 isn't it? You know, yeah. let's let's do a, one of the celebrity vote-off shows, popularity shows, but t- totally in the dark. And that's basically... I don't know what happened. I don't know what, what they got them to do. What can you see? And they, can't, they couldn't see anything. But what can we see? Um, you can see? We can see everything because it was infrared cameras. Oh, OK. 
The thing is, you know, when you scrunch your eyes closed, if you're looking at the stars and you want to see more stars, then if you close your eyes and you squeeze your eyes tight and open them again, you'll see more stars because you do see more in the dark the longer you're in the dark, don't you? Your eyes get used to it because your, your pupils open wider, don't they? Your aperture opens wider. But that didn't happen here because it was pitch black and it, when it's actually pitch black, you can't get... Well, you can get used to the fact it's pitch black, but you won't see more. Because unless you're like a guru, because some gurus can see through their tongs, can't they? Indeed. Or is that snakes? What? I don't know. <laughs> some animals can see through things other than their eyes. Because we only see through our eyes um, because that's what evolution has dictated that we do. And do you know that our eyes are two parts of our brain that, that fell down to <laughs> fill the holes in our face? So... Do you know that? No. no. no so Why did we have holes in our face? I don't know. I, don't, this, I have no idea. I don't know that Is this the bit, bit where you're being uh, more weird than usual and we should just go with it? No, no. Or is no. this actual? This is actual. <laughs> For now. Sorry, this is just normal weird. This is normie weird. That's why when you are hungover, your eyes get bloodshot because the inflammation that you see in the veins in your eyes, because you start to see the veins, don't you, when your eyes mm. are bloodshot? Yeah. They are exactly the same as the veins you would see in your brain, and that is exactly what's happening to your brain. And that's why certain ancient medicine um, and practitioners of ancient medicine, which I still hold a lot more stock in than this newfangled science, which has only been around for 500 years, which in the great scheme of things may have been a bit of a fad if you can fast forward another billion years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's why ancient practitioners of this kind of medicine can look at your eyes and tell you what's wrong with you. That's so cool, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, only half with you, I would imagine. Cause, yeah, cause... yeah, because I only got one. I went to the eye surgeon last week, Mr. Mohammed, and he put some drops in my eyes, talking about sort of opening the apertures, yeah. which, um, because he needed to examine them properly. And he said, I, I, you know, you, in 10 minutes' time, um, I'm, you're going to have these, you know, these, um, whatever they call the iris is going to really open. And then when you get outside for the next three or four hours, don't drive everything would be super bright and i walked out and it was almost like the world was was turned up like you'd you'd put a, a filter on an instagram but but plus plus yeah. it was extraordinary i couldn't read anything close up but for the next 4 hours the whole world was like it was in a sort of kind of disney cartoon it was sort of great i sort of missed those 4 hours you're getting very much like this aren't you with your psilocybin trips and <laughs> yeah it was you, a bit like that, actually. Well, yeah. you went for a legal one. Have you had your illegal one yet? No, because it's illegal. Oh, that's a yes, isn't it? The way you've done it's that. It's very high-pitched. Because it's pesky. Also, you did your pesky face. <laughs> You're really pleased with your pesky... It's not illegal, but it's unlawful. OK, but I, either way, I wouldn't do either of those things. <laughs> I wouldn't do illegal or unlawful. Ever. Ever. To do with anything this week. No, absolutely not. Not just the psilocybin no. thing. You wouldn't do anything else either, would you? Nope. On the open roads of Great Britain. <laughs> We've had a chat about that. It's not happening again. How are you, Rachel? Very well, thank you. Now, you've been in this situation. I have been in your actual running shoes. Two sleeps to go. Yeah. How did you feel? I felt really excited because okay. I had stuck to your book and I felt I'd done the, I'd, I'd trained hard to fight easy. All right. And also I was going to be running with the minions. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so we have our charity bidders here, our winning auction bidders. Good morning, everyone! Oh, my goodness me, they're so excited. They look so fit and so fresh. Oh, my goodness. I suppose we should get somebody to talk now, um, at least one of you to sort of speak on behalf of the group. So I've got all your names in a hat here, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just shake the hat up. And um, I've got all the names in here, all the names you just heard. And uh, let's pull the name out, and it's... 
Paul Rucker is going to speak on behalf of the guests. Jump on the microphone over here, Rucker. Okay, um, Paul has supported us for many, many years now. You've been on many, many experiences with us because of your very successful business. Good morning again, Good morning, Rucker. Chris. How are you? I'm very well. Good. It's, it's been great to meet you over Thank the years. You. I can't remember what the first thing was that we met on. You probably can. Yeah, what, I know. What, the what? very first marathon was April 2015. Your first marathon, your secret marathon. Yeah. So that was the first time I was in the VIP tent there and I met you first. And then a year after we'd done the 2017, you know, that was it. And it just oh, carried on. Snowboard. Okay. All right. All super cool. And thanks for your support. No, and thanks thank you, for man. your generosity over the welcome, years. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Really, really appreciate it. Um, so uh, do you have any paranoia, any nerves at all? No, because I tore my calf two days ago. Right. So um, I tore it about five, six weeks ago. Yes. And um, I was about six weeks to get over that. And it was six weeks was going to be Monday. Yeah. And yeah, it just I done my little test run two days ago. And it pinged again. Pinged again, straight away. This so. is what I'm hearing. Yes. So not good. That's so so uh, the highlights aren't over for you no. um, because your partner is running. So. Correct. Aga. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aga's running. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so now, Aggie, you're running for two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you'd like to ask her, Paul? Well, well, the thing is, I think for me, running has changed my life. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think for you, all you guys, for the first time, running is definitely just for me has changed my life. So I just want to, I put a few words down to see how it changed my life. So I don't, it might change your life. I don't know. So if I may, please go okay. ahead. So thanks to Chris, we find us all here on the 17th floor. And I guarantee you now, after this marathon, you all want to do more. When you cross the finishing line, you will probably be in tears. But fear not, guys. Within the hour, you'll be celebrating with some cool beers. The running bug is indeed real because it happened to me. So if, so if I may take a minute, I will tell you about my journey. My very first marathon started in April 2015. Asked me to do another just after it, I wouldn't have been keen. A year on, however, listened to Chris's auction for the children need appeal. I made one of the best phone calls of my life and done the deal. I arrived in the big smoke on my own and then met seven other amazing people who loved to run <clears throat> and never moan. The next few years, more marathons followed, including Amsterdam, Paris, New York and Tokyo too. Although I didn't finish Tokyo because I couldn't find a loo. <laughs> True story. <That's> true. <laughs> <clears throat> the pandemic was upon us. And I was afraid I would lose my mojo. So I took on a running challenge and I was back in the flow. It was there I connected with my partner Agnieszka on Strava, the running app. But unfortunately, she did in Newcastle, which was 300 miles away on my map. We soon met up and it was love at first sight. I felt on cloud nine, even higher than a kite. Aga, you have shown me love and support like no other. And to me, you'll always be my lover. One of the biggest things in my life is trust and loyalty and being with you has proved we are meant to be. I have to say you're beautiful inside and out and I know we will, we will be together forever. This I have no doubt. So guys, as you, as you have heard my little story, I'm living proof that running has literally changed my life. And to this end, I want to ask you, Agnieszka, will you marry me oh and be like... <laughs> She 
had no idea she'd sign up for that kind of marathon. We're running 26.2 miles. She's going to be running for years now with that one. Yeah, like you, you can't get like romantic or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I mean, I'm I'm a mess here. I love a proposal on the show, don't you? Try the ring on. I want to see Thank the ring God on. God, she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine, yes. Rob, proposed to his wife Cindy at the end of the London Marathon on the on the finishing line. Yeah. Uh, or or so the story goes, but I don't think he said, "Will you marry me." I think he said, will you carry me? Yeah, <laughs> Always gets out of it with a lame gag. <laughs> anyway, back to the moment, Vass. Let's hear it for Agra and Rooker. It's not the first marathon marriage, and it hopefully won't be the last. It definitely won't be the last. All right, three cheers for Agra and Paul Hibbert. Hip, hip! Hooray! All right, let's get into this next chat because we have a very busy man with us. He's got to go in a minute. Vass, it's over to you. He's the man who runs the best race in the world so the rest of us can run the best race in the world. And if we think we get maranoia before the big day, how's the big boss feeling with two days to go? Let's welcome the TCS London Marathon event director. We just want to praise you, Hugh Brasher! Yeah! Hugh, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, very good. I mean, why? What, what, what an entrance to what, what, you know, the London Marathon? Nothing. This is amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, can Hugh come to the wedding? Is he invited? Yeah, yeah, best man. Oh, <laughs> All right, OK. Hugh, it's, Got... it's wonderful. That's what running... I mean, running can do many, many things. You know, almost all amazingly good for our well-being and our mental health. Um, but it's just done that. Your race has just done that. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it, it is incredible. And, you know, the positivity that running gives, um, the stories are incredible, the journeys that people go on. Um, you know, I... Uh, other than you, I think I have the best job in the world. Um, because if that job is is helping um, moments like that happen, wow, it just does something to your heart, to your soul. And that's what the London Marathon is all about. I know, because I've talked to so many people this week who are coming to watch. You know, you can get addicted to coming to watch it because it's like a day of sort of group therapy. Even if you come and watch it on your own, uh, the, 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 like you say, the positivity, the human spirit, you know, us dancing at our absolute best through the streets of London just lifts your heart. For, and it can stick, stay with you, that feeling, for weeks and weeks and weeks, if not forever. Yeah, and, and it is that feeling. It is that, um, you know, I think... In society, we get beaten down by so many, um, you know, the mental health pressures that we have. Yet you will see real joy, togetherness, people, total strangers helping each other out, coming together because you know that 26.2 miles at some stage is going to hurt. Sorry, guys, it is going to hurt. <laughs> you, you, you know it is. But and and you, and you know, as you say, in tears across the line, that will happen so often. But as you say, a beer afterwards suddenly those tears are disappearing oh my you're me. just remembering the fact that people are cheering your name giving you a feeling that you just will not get anywhere else in your life and aga it might be 
tomorrow, uh, Sunday might be the best day of your life. I'm not saying your wedding isn't going to be amazing. I'm just going to go. It's going to be incredible. The great thing about the first, one of the great things about the London Marathon is the first six miles are downhill, but it could be all downhill for you from here. Let's, let's hope that's not the case, Aga. I'm sure it won't. I love Rakai. I think he's an amazing human being. He's, a mag- he's got magic about him. Um, talking of magic, let's get to the pointy end of things on Sunday. What's happening with the elites this year? Oh, it's just going to be absolutely incredible. I mean, this is probably the best ever women's endurance race in the history of sport. I'm not just talking about marathon running. So, I mean, that's a pretty big statement. Um, So you've got the current Olympic champion. You've got the current world champion. You've got our reigning champion. You've got um, the world record over over 10,000 metres, both on the track and the road. You've got a debutant from Safan Hassan, who won Olympic uh, Olympic gold in the 5,000, the 10,000, and she got bronze in the 1,500 metres, having fallen over in the semi-final. Um, Eilish McColgan, we're not sure whether she will be running or won't be running, but honestly, that women's race is insanely good and... Uh, and, and on top of that, you've got four of the five fastest men ever. You've got the richest wheelchair race in the history of the sport. And by the way, 45,000 people just going to happen to have one of the greatest days of their life, yeah. raising 60, more than £60 million pounds for year. charity this year. That is absolutely what we believe. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. You know, and we mentioned this the other day. I don't know if you, I know you listen to the show. Thanks so much for that. But we mentioned this the other day. A lot of people will be running on Sunday because they want a place in the ballot, and they may not be sponsored uh, because it may not just have occurred to them, and it's completely fair enough. But you still have time to ask some people for some cash, and believe me, people will want to support you by giving you a fiver or a tenner. You may not think that it may not have occurred to you. You may have marathon a bit of paranoia going on. You might want to welcome distraction. A welcome distraction would be to just email some of your pals or mention it at work today, and if. Um, 10,000 people who currently aren't sponsored, and there will be 10,000 people who aren't running for, for cash or for, for good causes, even though £60 million is already going to be raised, we know that. If 10,000 of you get 100 quid each, that's a million quid. Yeah. You know, and if 10,000 of you get 200 quid each, that's 2 million quid. And if 20,000 of you get 1,000 quid each, well, it's beyond my maths, but it's a lot more money. Um, so there's still time, isn't there? there? There is absolutely still time. And Great Ormond Street is the charity yes. of the year. I mean, you know, what they do in in helping kids to, to get better um, is, is unbelievable. So the support, you know, it doesn't, virtually all of us in our lives are touched by some form of tragedy. We want to remember someone. It was 20 years since my father died this year. Um, pancreatic cancer um, was what took him. There will be something that is the reason that you want to run and it will help you on that journey at some point when when it's feeling difficult knowing that that what you're doing is is helping someone else is just such a powerful it's feeling. It's a great marathon thought. It's a great running thought, isn't it? So if you're not sponsored yet, and some people won't be, and this is no sort of judgment on you. It's just saying you can do this and it will help everything and it, it'll add to your what's already a win-win. It will add to that. People often ask you two questions. The most frequently asked questions of runners is, are you going for a time and who are you running for? And it's just great to have a couple of answers there um just just bear that in mind just putting it out there uh, the fun stuff what fun stuff is going on this year that you're aware of 
Oh, I mean, Rainbow Row is going to be amazing. Tell us about Rainbow Row. Uh, so Rainbow Row, LGBTQ plus community, um, Denise Van Outen DJing. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, drag queens. Um, honestly, it, we started it last year. It's going to be bigger and better. And at mile 21, heck, again, I mean, I'm not always talking about pain, but maybe that's when Ooh. you need that. Maybe... <laughs> Okay, I am. But maybe oh. that maybe that's when you need that added lift and wow are you gonna get one. It's so, just you saying that is making me fear mile twenty for me, usually, or nineteen or eighteen or three, four, five. Let's start line. Um uh, it is making me feel less anxious about it. The fact that I know she's gonna be there. She's gonna be there and it is gonna be rocking. I mean it really is. So I mean I can't I can't wait to get the feedback from that. Um last year it was it was quite incredible. So yeah, that's that's probably the the, the, the place I think that people will feel just right. So uplifted. Okay, so uh, back to my little book here, um, 119 days ago. So we go to 117 days, and on 117 days, or day 117, uh, I've listed things Paula Radcliffe told me two days before my first marathon. Uh, And the page before that, which was yesterday technically, is, um, you know, prepare a checklist today for the weekend, simple things that you will forget if you haven't written them down, and you'll remember them the second you start off. That's how it happens. So um, first of all, gels, hydration, of course, iPod headphones, yes or no, podcast playlist, both neither, gloves, hats, sunnies, uh, how many layers will you need while waiting at the start? Because this is all working back to the number one thing you have to do, check the weather. But Hugh, you can tell us, what do, what do you know of the weather for Sunday here on Friday? Uh, it's looking a bit wet, I'm afraid. Um, perfect, perfect temperature. Um, so probably around um, starts off about ten, maybe raises rises up to fifteen. Um, but yeah, at the moment. But hey, this is Great Britain, so it changes every single day, if not every single hour. Um, but yeah, maybe a bit wet. So just when you're at that start line, make sure that you've got um, uh, something to cover yourself up because your bags will go off on those baggage lorries uh, probably at least forty-five minutes before you do. So that would be my piece of advice. Make sure you've got something just put over the top of you we will collect it if it's a piece of clothing we will collect it that clothing will then go to charity um so uh, yeah that would be a tip you got it sus man as always um i want to talk to you forever but i know you're busy we've got to get on with the news and stuff like that of course once you're running it's going to be fine there's not it's it's certainly going to be showers if it does rain and it'll be in the early half of the race that's what i heard absolutely right Uh, if you're out there for longer the sun will start shining that's that's (laughs) one way or another exactly (laughs) Exactly. So come on. It's like, just stay out there a bit longer. Soak up the vibes. It's going to be amazing. Slow. Actually, do slow down. Yeah, and for me, as Smile. I always say, this, the longer it takes you, the better a runner you are. Because, you know, Vassas finishes in four hours or three and a half hours. You know, I can run for five hours, Vassas. <laughs> you, you, you can run. Mo Farah's never done a, a, a run as long as that. Yeah, no, I, I, when I meet him, I say, I can run for longer than you. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> Is he still running? He, he absolutely still running. And look, the, he said this is going to be his last marathon. Right. And what this, that, what this man has done in terms of his Olympic records, his, world, his, his Olympic um, uh, gold medals, yeah. his, his world medals is incredible. He's 40 and he's... Is he? At, is he? He's 40. It's not loud. He's, he, it? Exactly. He's 40. I mean, it, it, there's two 40-year-olds, him and... Not the two, there's lots of 40-year-olds, but him and Kenanisa Bikila um, uh, at the front. Kenanisa Bikila broke the world record for a 40-year-old in the London Marathon last year in the 
the TCS London Marathon, he ran two hours and five minutes. That's just wrong. As a full, yeah, it's just it, rude, isn't it? it? It's rude, and hey, why not slow down and just enjoy, enjoy it? Did you see the 94-year-old who finished the Paris Marathon? Did you see that guy? I didn't see oh, that. Oh, it's, it's all over Instagram. I'll show it to yeah. you in a bit. Well, we, we, oh, we, we have me. an amazing woman called Yuko Gordon. She is 72, and she is aiming, I hope I'm not going to put pressure on her, but she is aiming for a world record for a female over 70 of three hours and 27 minutes. That's even ruder (laughs) than the two Um, hours five guy. And she looks amazing on it. She looks absolutely stunning on it. She's just a radiance of joy and we just wish her all the best of luck on Sunday. Thanks for making time to see us. I know you're really busy this morning because you run the London Marathon. I don't know if you know that he runs the London Marathon. Um, Please can we have some more places for next year so we can do this again? Always. You you, you guys are just amazing and and, you know what Paul was saying earlier about what running can do and what you say in terms of changing your life. Um, If you feel inspired, the ballot for next year opens tomorrow. (laughs) Does it? Right, tomorrow at (laughs) nine o'clock. Okay. (laughs) Boo-hoo! <laughs> and it's only open for a week. And if you think, oh, we'll do it the day after, no, don't. Tomorrow, nine o'clock, get up, get inspired, because that that's the journey. That's the first step. Say, I want to do it. Register. doesn't cost you anything to register. And then if you find out that you've got in, it will be the start of a new you. Do you think we should, because we usually hold our auction for these places in November. Do you think we should do it sooner? Do you think we should do it, like, after the marathon while the heat's still there? Do you think we should leave it where I, it is? I, I think I think it actually be incredible to do it after the marathon. To do a few people after the marathon, maybe split it in two next week, maybe. So so absolutely, because people, it's it's the forefront of their minds, and it is the forefront of inspiration. I do remember one year, um, my sister um, my sister entered the ballot, and um, she called me up and and in October and said, "Oh, I got refused." So I said, "Well, actually, I do get a couple of places. Um, that would you like one of those?" <laughs> I do. It is two, right? It's Can two. Can you get me in, bro? It's two. And I said, well, do you want one of those places? She went, my God, no. I just entered the ballot. I didn't want to get in. <laughs> Hugh, good luck. I hope it all goes well. Round of applause for Hugh Brasher. <laughs> the London Marathon and all marathons and all park runs and all couch to 10Ks and all half marathons. You're all awesome. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, the gold just keeps on coming. Vassos, who are we talking to now? He's one of Britain's finest actors and directors who's given us everything from a lock stock to a rocket man. His latest film, Ghosted, is available today on Apple TV+. So do we have time for one more mega guest before our mega marathon weekend? You betcha! It's Dexter Fletcher! I know, and you've got quality. This is real applause. Normally, I just play this, <laughs> but it's real applause Yay! from our marathon runners. So, uh, what really? time? What time are you hoping for? What time? Oh, sorry, yeah, no, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's about the One film, isn't it? Sorry, it's Ten about. Minutes. Is that it's a good time? <laughs> uh, have you run? Are you a runner? Do you no, keep no, fit? none I of that I stuff. Dare. 
my, my ankles and knees would buckle beneath but me. But you're a showrunner. Um, you know, you're a <laughs> film runner. You make these amazing films. OK, Dexter, Thank you. your directorial career is just going from strength to strength. I mean, it's just absolutely awesome. And now... Thank you. He's, he's directed this thing called Ghosted, which we all watched yesterday. It's available today from Apple TV+. Plus. Here's my take on it. Go on. Right, OK. Go on. So it's a rom-com action thriller and it's like Jewel of the Nile and Romancing the Stone um, meets James Bond and Marvel is where I'm going. Whoa, I like this. is good. This is good. These are all good comps. I like this. Seriously, I mean, it's an, it's non-stop. So it's... I don't know if it's um, the other Chris Evans is the, the really famous well, the, Chris uh, Evans. Yeah, the second Chris yeah, Evans, yeah, okay, I there's, a, there's another one. There's a professor who's really clever and won all the <laughs> best prizes in the world. Really get someone else. Such one. a normal name. You know, it's not even my real one. I just went for the most normal... Anyway, Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not about me. Um, it, it may well be his audition for, for the next Bond. Is it your Is it your audition to direct uh, the next that, Bond film? Well, that's what I was being asked a lot last night when we had a, we had a bit of a premiere party last night. Yeah. And that is like the big thrill coming out of it. That everyone's like, "Well, it's your it's your audition for Bond, isn't it?" Which I, you know, it's a it's a lofty goal to reach for yeah, the old well, hang on Bond. A There's nothing you know. missing from what I saw yesterday from a directing point of view. Well, I, I mean, that's that's lovely. That, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I can only hope then that if that's the case, that the right people see it and feel the same way as you do. All right, so uh, we'll talk about the <laughs> premiere in a bit because a lot of your old Lockstock pals pitched up, which was yeah. awesome. I'm surprised you made it to the show, to be honest, today, but uh, it's all rather wonderful. The, <laughs> no, pic, I'm the happy pictures, to be the, look at those pictures. Oh, there, look, there we all are. Night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the print is is uh, is hardly dry. So y- your dynamic duo, who are they yeah. in real life? Who do they play in your film? Who are they in real life? Yeah, yeah. You mean the, the characters? No, who are the actors? Who, oh, people it's Arnold Armes and Chris Evans, yeah. the other Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, so Tell Ar- us about Arna for people who do who may not know. Some people so Arna was just nominated for an Academy Award yeah. for Blonde, playing Marilyn, which yeah. is an incredible film with an incredible performance. She's also now making a John Wick spin-off called Ballerina, which is, you know, the, the next uh, chapter of those episodes. But so she she had a window of availability because it was going to be Scarlett Johansson originally with Chris Evans, the right. old Marvel duo back together. But then Scarlett had to fall out because of, you know, scheduling and all of that stuff. And so Arna had a, a, an available moment and she stepped up and she's super cool, Cuban, beautiful, smart, funny... D- dramatic actor. Yeah. So we've got really lucky with her. So it's funny, uh, the most gorgeous to look at. It's non-stop. It's a caper. It's exciting. Um, and <laughs> it's 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 very life-affirming. So it starts off... It couldn't be more normal when it starts. I suppose no, that's the trick, isn't it? That's Dexter? the trick it is. And just to make him accessible and, and like an average guy. You know, he runs a he runs a little stall in a, in a, in a market and he meets this incredible woman. And they sort of clash, you know, but there's like this real... Real uh, friction and tension between them, but they obviously fancy one another. Yeah, they more than fancy one they another. More than fancy one and another, that yes. all goes on, and then suddenly she she disappears. <laughs> Family show. She disappears, yeah. and and then he goes home to his dad and his mum who own a farm. Yes, and uh, says, "I think I've met I've met the love I've of met my the one." And his yeah. little sister's uh, quite sceptical about it and calls him crazy. And then yeah, he. He, she ghosts him. He, you know, he doesn't hear from her anymore. Yeah. So he sort of moons around the farm, you know, looking at the beekeeping and yeah. sending her text messages, too many text messages. And, uh, and eventually he remembers that he gave her something when he went, they went on this amazing date. 
and it has like a little tracking tile on it. Yeah. So he goes, oh, you know where to find her. So boom, he hits the tracking device and she's in London. Yeah, and or at least the thing is. And where is he then? Oh, he's in he's in Virginia. Virginia. So okay. yeah, so he So then, he jumps on a plane. Yeah, gets in a cab at the other end. Mm. Gets a cab all the way into London. The cab driver says to him, you never get a cab from the airport into London. That's always a bad <laughs> <Yeah>. move. Uh, <laughs> it costs a fortune. Anyway, he does that. Promptly gets kidnapped. He goes to where she, he thinks that she is and a couple of heavies grab him yeah. and chuck him in the back of a van and he wakes up and he's in a cave and there's some mad Russian bloke with, like, a load of bugs and wants to, you know, he's trying to torture him for information. He doesn't know what... Because he's not the guy. He's not the guy, no. He's, they keeps calling him the tax man. Right. So, yeah, it's a case of mistaken identity. So he's got caught up in her web. In yes, more ways than one. Exactly. Basically, he's turned up at her work right. and just started causing havoc. Because what does she do for a living? Do you want? Do, how much do we say? We're well, telling say. everything, but look, people can watch it now. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're going to watch it, so I don't know. It's like, so anyway, yeah. So he's turned up at her work, and she's obviously the spy. Yeah, and so, so I mean, the, the guy who's doing the interrogating, he's about to start torturing this guy, and you always, you, you know, what's I suppose what's fun about that is, you know, from a, from a, a, a creative point of view, is different ways that you can be tortured. And he tortures <laughs> he tortures people with animal with, with insects. With the insects, yeah. Well, yeah. Originally, it was like in the script. I think it was like it was like he had one. He had like a tray of different kind of bugs. But then I made it a cave and just filled the whole thing. So there's like all these terrariums full of bees and wasps and scorpions and every kind of bug that yeah. you can imagine. So it's so, like Amicelab plus plus. Yes, exactly on steroids. Yes, real, the real deal. And then, where do we go next? Co- from a continental point of view, where, do, where does... Where he does... then actually finds, he discovers... It's, it's non-stop, I've got to tell is, you. It it's is, exhausting. It doesn't stop. <laughs> if he discovers he's not where he thinks he's actually in Pakistan. Yeah. In the Khyber Pass. Yeah. <laughs> he's been spirited away. The, yesterday afternoon, he was in Virginia on his dad's <laughs> yeah, farm. Yeah, exactly. And then he was looking at the Tower of London and going, oh, that's good, that's you know, nice. Tower Bridge. And, yeah, and now he finds he's actually, yeah, in a, in a cave system. And then kicks in your audition for the next James Bond film. That's when it all kicks in, really. Well, she comes and rescues him, yeah. And yeah. Then, then she... But then you've got the chase sequences, yeah, the fight they, sequences. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah, and they, they jump, on a, on, jump on a bus. The and... bus chase is ridiculous. <laughs> It's great. I mean, it would easily sit very happily in the middle of, of any Bond film that's already been made or yet to be made. How do you do that? I want to see this film the way you talk about it. But seriously, <laughs> it's, it, it's, I loved it. It's so much fun. Thank my, you. my kids are going to love great. this film. Good. That's the idea. That's what it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A it's kid. for the family. Because if you think about Romance in the Stone back in yeah. the day and Jewel in the Nile, and to a certain extent, you know, the Indiana Jones films, yeah, yeah, yeah. our mums and dads probably thought they were a bit daft, but I yeah, loved yeah, them. And that's what you've done with that, it. Well, I love those films as well, and that's what I'm trying to reference. There's a bit where a guy jumps on the bus and the bars start yeah. burning away, and that's, yeah, I'm just sort of referencing all those lovely films, Indian stuff. But who yeah. doesn't want a girlfriend who's such a badass as her? She's really dangerous. She's, She's going to win any punk fight. She, yeah, she? yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you yeah. got it covered with you her. You looking at my bloke? Oh yeah, yeah. She, no, she you spilled his around. pint. Yeah, you got me to deal with. Yeah, she's 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 serious. <laughs> well, as you find out in the end of the film, when they yeah don't yeah. have to sort of save the world as they do, you know, eventually. Yeah. Uh, it's, brilliant. it's brilliant. It's brilliant. How do, kind, how do you, you marsh when on. you've got like you're on a mountainside? Yeah. It's the most ridiculously narrow road, and I've driven on some of those crazy yeah. roads in cars that are supposed to grip to the road. Uh-huh. You're driving these buses around. Yeah. How do you choreograph that? Where does it begin? How can it go wrong? What, what if you? <laughs> what if you're like a three? You, you know, you're setting up for three days. Yeah. You know, if you if I see night shoots in London at Piccadilly because I you know, I commute through yeah. Piccadilly on foot or on my bike every morning and often they're shooting like Luther and they've closed the streets yeah. down. I think they better get this right. 
because this must cost a fortune. What's the pressure on the... Just give it's, us a bit of that well, juice. Well, it's, it's enormous. I won't tell a lie. And there's a lot of cameras involved in a huge team and a lot of people. Do you a lot actually of know what you're doing at any point? Yes, and if you don't, you cannot tell anybody. I'm not going to tell you here. So like I've got no idea what's going on. Well, I just wander around looking at. Oh, look at that. oh what are we doing today? All oh, right, okay. This goes wrong. I'm out of here. Exactly. No, there's some other very capable people involved as well. So it's what not do you like do I'm then? Doing... What's your job on the day then? Because all directors well, I, are different, aren't they? They are all different. Well, I mean, look, a lot of when you're doing action stuff, it's really important that you plan ahead, obviously. And what we do is we do what's called a previs which is an animatic of the whole sequence. So there's an animated version of it that we've done, that we've created, that's based on storyboards and discussions with the camera department. And you get all of that, and then you can work to that shot to shot. But then stuff happens that you don't expect, so you've got to be adaptable. So you've got to have it covered. You've got to have it covered, because also there's a lot of money involved as well. And the studio are like, what exactly are you going to do? You can't turn up and go, oh, I think we'll have, you know... So so I know that it's your job to, to watch what's going on, but if I was you... I would shout action, then I would just close my eyes. <laughs> get a penalty shootout, you know, it's like... Oh, God, oh, are you, are tell you, me when it's over! Are you joking? It's the most exciting thing in the world because no, you know this guy's going to jump from one yeah. vehicle onto the back of another while it's moving at, you know, 40 miles an hour and he's got to climb up on the roof of this truck and run across the bonnet and jump onto the back of a bus and everyone's standing there watching it like... No, absolutely... I'd be fine watching it if I wasn't oh, yeah. responsible for all of it, i.e. you. Oh, what if that bloke fell off, for example? Yeah, no, and... just anything. It's like, I just wouldn't be able to watch it. <laughs> so what's the best thing that happened that wasn't in the script or the screenplay that made it to the movie, oh, then? Oh, there's lots of lovely improvisational stuff that in there. That it's really between those two, because they're so good together. Right. And they, they know each other. So this is their third movie together. Yeah, I know. So yeah. they've done Knives Out and they've done Grey Man, but this is one where they're like a romantic couple. So there's really good stuff that happens, like when they're in that bus chase and she she saves him a particular one, pulls him back, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he ends up... Up sitting on her lap while she's driving. She says, are you comfortable? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Are you comfortable? It's, like, oh. it's really you know, funny. So there's, there's all that kind of little bantery and joke And by stuff the way, other amazing, well-known actors in. Give, give them a shout-out in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Chris is very well connected to the Marvel world, obviously, and yeah. so... There's there's definitely a lot of appearances by his mates from Should that. Should we just leave it at that? that? Yeah. I think I have to. I mean, it comes out today. Everyone's going to pretty much fun, know. Man. It's fun. But I mean, there's some it's like, real. Oh, hang on a minute. It's, oh, it's so. It's so yeah, and then and then the last. You know, there's a really lovely one at the end. Yeah. There's, there's this big restaurant scene at the end. And where is that? Doesn't exist. That restaurant does here. No, no, it's not, no. It's not no, based. It's a revolving it. restaurant. We, isn't it's based it? In the end, it revolves a lot more than it's supposed to. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? If you've ever been to the Gravitron or whatever they call it at the fun fair and stuck all like that, whilst trying to have a gunfight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your gun's stuck to the side exactly, of it. Exactly, yeah. Pull, I can't, I can't, yeah. I pull the trigger. Wow. She's um, very good, though. Congratulations. Well, I thank mean, you. I'm so chuffed. The budget was of clearly massive, I would imagine. The budget? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, many millions it's of pretty, dollars? Many, many, yeah, millions of dollars. What is that like as well? You know... They don't give it to me. No, I mean, I know. I, it's, it's, some, it's, it's not like I get... It's like they turn up with a big briefcase. I go, there you are. On for you go. Yeah. Oh, no, it is, it is a lot, though. Oh, you try to ignore it, it's the simple What answer. was the bit that you fought for, budget-wise, that you, 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 you got in there? Because there's always... The, yeah, that, there is always a battle. Hopefully they're friendly right, they're fights, right. you know. They, but... they, well, they are. They can get a little bit personal, but, you know, that's the nature What did you really want? That you, you... I wanted the beach, where they... There's a really lovely scene where they end up on a beach together, which I thought that was, that was not originally in it. And so... But I there's a moment where they... 
they jump out of an aeroplane <laughs> for various reasons. It's not a beach, it's an island. It's an island, it's exactly. an island. See, this, this is it. Like, he's now, we paid all that money, he's now calling it a beach. Well, we paid for an island. Yeah. Well, it, was an, it was an island, in, it was an island originally in Greece. How much for an island? When we filmed it, yeah, not much. How are you all by the day? How do they rent them out the islands? The, the islands, they're, they, 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 yeah, they're about, they're, yeah, they're about 150 grand a day for an know? island. No, no, I'm joking. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Dexter, you are. I've, I nearly swore that. <laughs> yes. I, I, they told me not to swear. Oh, no, they, they never tell it's me. It's your job. I'm supposed to know. I love you. I think, I think, honestly, I think you're great, man. I've always thought you're fantastic. You've always been so lovely to me. And, um, like, right, tell us I about the premiere. Too. So I love the, you too. Some of the Lockstock boys Well, that was just a lovely... Night. Last night, you know, we, we put on, a, we put on a, a screen of the film because the film's going out streaming, so I wanted to get it up on a screen at least once or twice, right. which was great. And, and, and so we went uh, to a place in London and all my old, I invited all my friends, you know, as you do to show support, and there'll be stuff coming out. There's a lovely turnout of people, but it's very rare that the four lock stock guys are all back together because we came and saw you all those years ago oh, no, on your show. It? Yeah, still it going, great. mate, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, just still about. there. Yeah. It was great. I mean, you put us all on taxi bikes and drove us across town. Yeah, it was, and right it was really exciting. And then Vinnie Jones really... stuck my head down the toilet. Yeah, Vinnie. It was yeah. a lovely moment. Yeah. I'll never forget it. No, but that's but you got that's a sign of affection from Vinnie. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't feel yeah. like it at the Means time. He, no, I know it, it feels a bit rude. <laughs> Made a good opening sequence. <laughs> By the way, directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh, so, so, so I didn't know this. So, so it was a, it was for a Lockstock TFI special, and and a guy, a guy said. He said, what's, what's going on here, Mr Evans? What's going on here? <laughs> and um, I said, he said, actually, he said, ladies, what's going on here? Uh, ladies, yeah. yeah. Mrs Evans, what's yeah, going on yeah, here? That's yeah. actually what he said. Yeah. And I said, we're just going to, um, we're just doing this thing, which is a, a tribute to the, but nobody would seen Lockstock at the time. No. It was only open, it was on, it opened that day, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I said, we're going to, Vinny's going to stick my head down. He said, do you want me to direct it? <laughs> And so he did. So he, so guy directed. I remember that. Which and the only downside was that he he kept saying, "Stick it stick, in harder." Stick it in, I would do, yeah. More water. Yeah, he He's do. got to look like he might drown <laughs> before six o'clock on Channel Four tonight. Flush it, flush it, flush it, flipping flush it. All words to that effect. Flush it. Memorable days, fun. But we had a bit of that last night with the, with the premiere. There was, there was, there was all did. of us there, and Jason and Jason and Nick and myself. So, which, is, um, which is really great. I mean, Dexter, seriously, what a, a filmography you're you're Thank compiling you. and composing and building as as you know as um, as a director. It's Thank wonderful, you. isn't it? Yeah. Bohe Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way. <laughs> Rocket Man, by the way. <laughs> I mean, come on. What? What's yeah. what's? I mean, you may have already made another film now because that's how no, long no, these no, things No, 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 I haven't. This, I literally just finished this at the end of January. And, right. And you absolute that, slacker. Yeah, I know. I've been doing myself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and it, it sort of hit the ground running. So Apple wanted it out very quickly. Well, so now know. I'm I'm waiting for the phone to ring, Chris. I mean, you know, oh, the yeah. film comes out today, and I'm sure my agent will be inundated with <laughs> with requests for me to make. James Bond movies, probably. But it's all about people, isn't it? It's all yeah. about people. It's about yeah. getting the vibe right, whether it's a yeah. radio studio, yeah, yeah. you know, a, a corner shop, a Absolutely. factory, Amazon, whatever. It's about getting the vibe right Absolutely. with the people. Yeah. What's what do you how do you how do you start off with a new team? What's day one like with you? Well, 
I'm, I try to be really inclusive. I, I am because I really, I work to the ethos is like, you know, I was coming from the act, acting background, you know, when you're an actor, you're in an ensemble and that's really important because you're all trying to tell the same story. You all want to get to the same end, you know, and, and that's really important for me as well when I'm going into a film like this to understand what I don't know because I'm going to have to rely on other people. I know I can't do everything and I won't know everything. I have quite a limited band of knowledge really acting i'm really good at i'm strong on that but if we start talking to me about camera lenses i've still got a lot to learn but that's okay i i'm happy to go i've got a lot to learn tell me yeah so i i do say I, i'm i'm happy not knowing but i want to learn right. and so i get everyone together and i make that clear and i will change my mind at any given moment but it does it kind of brings everyone together it's really important that you're all on the same journey and i do the same with the actors as well get them talking to each other, telling their stories, yeah. talking about what they do, lots of round table stuff and he everyone hearing, you know, how they're connected and involved and what, what their All right. part is. Well, this film is out today. It's available from today on Apple TV+. Plus. It is a mega movie. It's called Ghosted. And can we have a round of applause for the brilliant Dexter Fletcher? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Dexter. Thank you, much. You're the best, man. You are Thank you so best. much. I really appreciate it. Good You're very welcome. You runners. <laughs> <laughs>